Welcome to the Healthcare Marketing Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to providing effective marketing strategies for dentists, independent physicians, and multi-location medical practices. Far too many doctors struggle to establish their brand online and consistently increase their new patient appointments. Join Lamar Hull of MedRank Interactive as he interviews marketers, doctors, and healthcare professionals who share proven healthcare marketing secrets. Hey everyone, welcome to the Healthcare Digital Marketing Podcast. I'm the host, Lamar. Um, I'm also the CEO of MedRank Interactive. We are a digital marketing agency that exclusively work in the medical space. And I uh, have Scott here. Scott is amazing in this space as well. And uh, I think you and I met through LinkedIn. It was a, it was just a, a mm -hmm. kind of a mutual connection. And then we right. had, uh, like, we, we figured out that we had a, you know, very good, uh, you know, just path in this medical space to, to work together. And we've been speaking amongst each other for about what, six or seven months now, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, Scott is a, he's a facilitator, a business owner. Um, he's an entrepreneur himself. His business is called Pinnacle Coaching. He, your passion, right, is to help entrepreneurs um, be successful mm -hmm. um, professionally and personally, right? And you're certified in many different things. I think one is, I think you have like six types of uh, certifications in uh, working genius and many other leadership strategies. So um, don't want to spoil it, but I'd love for you to just give some background knowledge of who you are and where you're from. Great. Yeah. Thanks, Lamar. Thank you for having me here today. So uh, I am in a small little town in, in Minnesota, out in uh, West Central Minnesota, and grew up here, moved all around uh, the state of Minnesota, and then now settled back here with my with my wife and twins. So uh, a bit about me uh, outside of, you know, the introduction that Lamar just gave. Um, I, I really, my, my passion is truly just helping entrepreneurs get more of what they want uh, out of their business. And that's really what it is at the end of the day. You know, there's so many different ways that you can get there. You know, the way I've done that in the past is um, through leveraging a business operating system, right? Just finding out where where's the problem that these business owners are running into and how can I help them out? Maybe if I'm not the one who can help them out, I pass them on to someone else who can. So typically it's typically that's really where it starts is just finding out, hey, they're frustrated, they're stuck. You know, look at, dental, um, look at dentists, right? So most, you know, dental practice owners are dentists and most of them had eight years of school to become uh, a dentist. Yep. And I'm pretty sure it's one course, at least that's what my wife had about 10, 11 years ago when she was going through, <laughs> had a single course on, Hey, here's, here's how to run a practice. So anyone who's listening to this, who has ran a practice uh, successfully or, or not so successfully yet knows that it takes a lot more than that. So at the end of the day, it's, it's people go to school, um, go get really good at a trait, then they start growing a business and they get, they're pretty good at the actual work that they do. So they start right. growing, things become more complicated and they start to, uh, to lose control because we've always done it this way approach. Uh, and we both <laughs> know that that's only going to last you so long. It can get you to where you're at, but eventually, yeah, people aren't happy with status quo anymore and they're wanting wow. to get further. So that's where I come in and find out you know, become a guide along with them on their journey to get them more um, to where they want to be. That's awesome, man. And so how did you get into this, this uh, coaching um, or consultant role? 
Yeah. So my, so our, my wife, uh, I mentioned she's a dentist uh, in Minnesota here. So in Minnesota, you have to be a licensed dentist to actually own a practice unless you're a DSO. So our goal was, Hey, let's go buy a couple different practices and let's grow those. And just kind of, that would be my focus is working on the business and run it. And she'd be on the clinical side and doing that. And uh, we ended up moving a, from a decent sized community to a much smaller town. I'm talking 2,500 people is the, my town that wow. I live in right now. So uh, quite rural, right? Uh, right? But ultimately, once we moved, we decided this probably is not going to work so well anymore. We had young kids raising a family that's way more important to us than you know running a bunch of businesses. So what we ended up doing is said, all right, let's pump the brakes in that, still look for the right opportunity. Then my wife bought into her practice five years ago, went from the associate role where it was just clinical to, all right, now you're the entrepreneur. Now you're the business owner. Now you're the leader, right? Now you need to make all these big decisions. And that was, it was a really a struggle for her as I think it is most people when they come in and start uh, running any business, right? Dental practice, anything healthcare related, uh, you know, construction, whatever it might be, because again, things are a lot more complicated when you start peeling back the onion and finding out what's going on. So that's for me where my journey really started was I saw the frustration that she was facing when it came to running a business, um, just not always being on the same page, not having clear accountability, not knowing the direction that you're trying to go. It, it eats in, it eats up on people. And oh, yeah. saw firsthand uh, many, many nights over those first couple months uh, as, as she was getting her feet wet with the business owner uh, mentality. Uh, so I decided, okay, there has got to be a better way to be doing this. It's not just dentists who are struggling with this, right? It's all different people, it's different uh, industries who have right. to be struggling with something similar. You know, we're not talking a $50 million business here. You know, we're talking something that's no longer mom and pop shop. You know, you've got, whether it's five employees or 25 employees, anything along yeah. those lines. But so what I did is I started just reading. Uh, I love to l- continue to learn and uh, develop myself and my skills for personal and professionally. And uh, I came across a book called Traction. So if anyone's yeah. familiar with Traction, it's uh, it's based upon um, the entrepreneurial operating system or EOS, right? So uh, fast forward, I became an EOS implementer, started helping uh, you know, my wife's practice and then started helping out other dental practices, started getting some nonprofit work, uh, do work in other industries as well, uh, but really just fell in love with being able to give owners of businesses more control. Yeah, I think awesome. that's probably just I can I'll, I'll let you keep asking other questions. Otherwise, I'll just talk the entire time here. But that's really yeah. where it started was saw firsthand the frustrations and uh, the stress that not having a true, uh, you know, operating system to how to run your business had um, yeah. I, my wife wanted to make a positive impact, not just with her, but knowing that there's others, too. So I started from there and and uh, yeah, now fast forward and getting to do a lot more of the work that I love with with great people. No, I think that's awesome. And uh you know, when you think about businesses, right, like you start the business uh, to create kind of flexibility, um, impact the communities and yep. impact teams that you're working with, but then you become uh, very overwhelmed by the, <laughs> you know, just growing the business and working in the business. So to your point, you're helping them, you know, work on the business uh, through creating the right systems and processes um, and helping their teams to you know, fit where they need to to be to be successful in, in the you know in, in the growth of the business, and so talk talk to us about. I know you work on many different facets with you know how to help a business owner. Um, when you think about marketing, right? Like, what type of marketing strategies do you recommend um, when it comes to working with the business owner? 
Yeah. So marketing, you know, I'm, and I'm always very transparent as I touch base on marketing, but I'm yeah. by no means a marketing guru. So I know there's some people who are, might be listening, questioning, like, what is he talking about? Well, this is based upon, again, a proven process that yeah. I'm going in and talking through here. So uh, the biggest part with marketing is that you need to make sure that your marketing strategy aligns with your strategy for what, however you want to be growing and where you want to take your yeah. practice, right? right? So if your practice in five years, you want to be, let's call it, you know, a, you know, five, you know, five doctor or five providers, right? Right. If that's what you're looking at and today you're at two or three, your marketing strategy has to not only make sure you're taking the consideration, okay, how do we get more patients to have that demand? But at the same time, what's our, what is our strategy to actually get market towards more doctors? Like, are we mm -hmm. going to be bringing in more, you know, therapists, we're bringing in more, you know, associates, more partners, more hygienists, what does all of that look like? Right. Yeah. So there's twofold, but on marketing, I'll hit on them quick for me, the, you know, the, the most important pieces are first and foremost is know what your target audience is, right. And, you yeah. know, that comes down to demographics, you know, geographic, psychographic, basically yeah. who are they, where do they live and what do they value? So yeah. those are the, the first piece. So once you've got your perfect list with your Tom, with your target audience, then the next piece is making sure that separating yourselves from others, right. Call yeah. it uh, value proposition, differentiator, you know, what makes you unique and right. why should they not go to the dental practice right across the street or why should they not go to the other business that's in the same building right so making sure that you can separate yourself so the reality is is you're not going to be there's not going to be three things that are way different about your practice or then your business than any others it's you know what someone across the street or a competitor might have two but not all three so an easy test is you know take a look at your top patients top customers right. whatever it is and what do you think they would say of why they choose you over some of your competition. And that's more than likely gonna at least help guide you in that direction. So you've got target audience, you've got your value proposition. The third part is the customer journey of what does it look like? I'll call it a patient journey here. Is what does yeah. it look like for new patients, for existing patients to come along the journey with you? No, so not from your perspective of, okay, well, first we have to get them into our system. Then we need to make sure we get them scheduled with the doctor. Like not, not that, but look at through their eyes, through their lens. What is that gonna look like? So yeah. everywhere from coming in to, all right, here's, we're going to do our first consults where you're going to get to talk with the doctor and explain where you're at today. What, you know, what concerns you have, then you're going to come back for a hygiene, you know, whatever it might look like. So actually putting a visual with yeah. that, and then not just creating the visual and putting it in your desk, but actually having it blasted all over your website, having it be a part of your marketing um, material that you're using on a regular basis as well. And then also selling as you're going through, I'm sorry to use the word selling, but the reality is, is that's part of what has to happen yeah, in a dental practice sure. to stay open is that there that's being followed consistently as well. Yeah, and the yeah. next part, the most that's important, awesome. or, and then the next really important piece is just, you know, what kind of, you know, commitment or guarantee can you make to the patient? And, and I'm not saying a, well, Hey, if you're not completely satisfied with your crown on your crown or in your, uh, you know, any bridge work you just had done, you can come back and we'll do it for free. Instead finding out, is there a conditional uh, guarantee you can make them saying, Hey, if you come in for all of your check, if you don't miss any of your cleanings and you're here six months regularly and you do what's yeah. recommended. And then if you do all that, and then this still does fail, then we can, you know, replace it for free, or then we can give you a credit towards your next count, something along those lines. So there's yeah. conditional guarantees, there's unconditional guarantees, which is like the, 
everyone thinks, you know, 30 minutes for pizza delivery or it's free, right? Like that's the unconditional. So I think that's too many people have the blinders on when it comes to guarantee on um, when it comes to the guarantee that it has to be one way to do things. You yeah. can do conditional, you can do unconditional, you can guarantee, right? Like there's, there's, or excuse me, you can stack them on top of each other. So there's lots of different ways. So Lamar, those are the four key areas and making sure again, at the end of the day, you have those. That's fantastic. If they don't align with where you're trying to take your practice, your business, whatever it is, that's yeah. the that's a big con, area of uh, you know missed opportunities that I see too frequently. Right, and I think you, know, you hit the nail on the head with just the overall kind of patient journey, um, helping them understand you know what they should expect because most people are on their smartphones or on their their laptop looking at the the website of a practice, and you know a lot, I would say like every time we look at a website. They have nothing about what the patient should expect when they come to their practice. It's just, hey, book, a, book an appointment. There's nothing about right. you know, the patient journey expectation, right? And I think the ones that do that are setting them to your, to your point, setting themselves apart. Um, yeah. And, and for me, I don't care what marketing strategy, you know, we focus on the digital side, but you got to have someone who can, is, is customer service driven, right? And a lot of times you see with practice owners, right? They don't. They don't have that point person to truly uh, walk that patient through that patient journey, whether that's on the phone, via chat, uh, email, whatever the case may be. Um, they may be getting a ton of patients, but then they're losing some out the back door because they can't even answer the phones, right? So having that point person, even an appointment setter who is who speaks the language of the practice, knows their their business model, their their vision, their goals and able to speak the language to the customer to help them understand how they're going to get them, you know, from just, you know, inquiring to taking care of their oral health long-term. I think it's so, so vital when you think about marketing. Um, yeah. like how do you help? Like, so when you think about, you know, working with practices or even just businesses, uh, small business owners, how, how do you help them take control of their business? Uh, how do you get in there and just really um, get some of their time back uh, as they're, they're growing their, their, their practice or their business. Yeah. So what I've consistently seen with this one is that it's never the same. So, I mean, I always look at there's, there's kind of four major pieces that I look at when it comes into companies, they have to be good at executing, right? They need to have a vision that's shared with everyone with where they're taking, where they're going. They have to have a plan with how they're actually going to get there and all that's great. But if there's no accountability, then, then it's no, you know, then it's just, pretty words or, you know, you spent a day planning, working on your business, but not following through with it. Uh, yeah. So when it comes to control, you know, it, it, it's those four things and it's clarity, right? If I could simplify one, one word, it would just be, you have to have clarity. Clarity yeah. hits on so many different components, right? It's clarity with, Hey, who's doing what, who's right. actually accountable just because I don't care if your title is, you know, scheduling coordinator, what does that actually mean? Like, so what are you accountable for as the scheduling coordinator, right? Uh, right? Whether it's on the back when it's who's ordering supplies, right? Like just the more clarity you have, the more likely you are to be able to thrive because there's a lot of, well, he said, she said, well, I didn't know that was my responsibility. So having that clarity is really ex exceptionally helpful. Um, but again, it's making sure you're good at executing, right? So knowing who's doing what, 
having uh, a shared set of goals that you're focused on for that quarter, for that year, you know, having good communications on a regular basis and actually taking a look and measuring uh, some numbers. Um, yeah. So take five to 10 numbers. Like how important is it for you to know what your, you know, accounts receivables plus 60 is, is that really important or is over 90 important? Or is it, Hey, that's not the, we're not focused on that right now. We really want to be focused on how many new patients are we driving every week? Right. Not, okay, let's look back how we did last quarter. Oh, we added 50. We wanted to add 200. Crap. I guess we're a little off, uh, a little off base here. Well, now you're just being reactive versus yeah. proactive. So again, being more proactive with looking at numbers too. And then again, that shared vision is just so, so important. If you've got, you know, partners or you've got a big practice, or even if there's just four or five of you in your practice, having yeah. everybody in the same boat rowing in the same direction is extremely helpful. It's going to, uh, it's going to take you so much further. There's going to be more joy and fulfillment in doing it as well. And less headbuttings and frustrations because you're providing right. again that clarity with the direction and then just planning, making sure that, okay, you've got this great vision in your head uh, and you've got a plan to get there is really important. So vision without execution is hallucination, right? Like there's yeah. nothing's going to actually going to happen. You need to make sure that you're there's a plan you're executing to on that plan. It's head in the right direction towards the vision. And then just, you know, you can't just do it once a year and call it. Hey, we're done. We did our annual planning. It needs right. to be much more regular than that. Oh, that's awesome. And so you mentioned something very important there, right? Uh, teams. And so, you know, helping your teams be successful is only going to make the, the practice of the business very successful. Um, so, so dive a little deeper into to that part where, you're, you're helping, you're coming in and helping practice owners or, or just entrepreneurs in general help their teams be more successful. I, I, like, I know you mentioned accountability, um, you know, just the expectations and all that good stuff, but just kind of give us insights on how, how you actually integrate into to that, that success. Yeah, uh, typically that's one of the first things, depending upon what they're looking for, but usually that's one of the first things that we touch base on is what, what's the structure of your dental practice, right? And I'm not talking structure as far as like, well, okay, what does our organization look like the next five years? I mean, if you take, think of the, in, in your head, put the picture of an organizational chart, right? Org chart. Yeah. But org charts just show titles and hierarchy. So instead think accountability structure, right? So what are the key functions that you have? Every, every organization has sales and marketing. They all have some sort of operation. So this would be clinical, right? And then there's uh, the back end, which is just keeping the light on, which is the support or finance bucket. So uh, really making sure you've clearly identified, hey, who, what seats do we need a year from now? Not what seats do we have today? Because the functions and seats a year from now, that's what you're going to be driving towards versus where you're at today. That's gotten you to where you're at, which is great. If you're wanting further advancement and continue to grow, then it's making sure you're dialing in as, hey, what, are the, what does this need to look like a year from now? Right, right. Then from there, it's actually put identifying, okay, what's the mission of each of these different areas? Who are they doing and what are they, um, what are they doing? Who are they doing it for? And then assigning what are those five or so roles and accountabilities? So for instance, um, if your support, right, call that, you know, in the dental world called, you know, front desk, back decks, whatever you want to call it. But um, that those are big things, right? Like accounts receivable, accounts payable, finance, right? Budgeting, IT, you know, and that, that's not saying, hey, this, you know, we use open dental, you need to be the open dental guru. This means, nope, if there's an issue that pops up with open dental and it goes down or whatever practice software you're using, 
that that person is accountable for making sure that it gets addressed versus, well, that's the practice owner. This is their practice. I mean, you know, the dentist or the doctor, they're the one who needs to be doing that. Again, it comes down to when there's lack of clarity with who's doing what and what the expectations are, then you take a lot longer to make the good progress. So that's really where it starts, Lamar, is having those, having your accountability structure clearly defined with who owns what. Yeah. And from there, it's taking it one step further. Uh, and it's a, a tool that I, it's called the key result areas. And really what it means is what does success look like in this role, right? Mm -hmm. So every team member should have, you know, as I work with them, as we eventually, it's something we roll up as a key result area, KRA. You can Google it. You can find templates. If you've got questions, you can email me. I'll send you a template and how to walk through it. It's just fine. But ultimately it's what does success look like in the role that I'm in right now, not well, four years from now, this is, you know, where I'll be at. Those are all important pieces to look at too, but we're talking today. So right. today in the next six months, right? So for me to be successful in my role, it has to call out a few things. It's what are those three or four different key result areas, right? Yeah. What does success look like in each of those areas? And then what activities do you need to focus on to get there? So again, that's, identify what's the key result area, right. what does success look like, and then what are the activities that they should be focusing on to help them get there? Because then at each team member, they're pretty dialed in. So if the hygienist knows that, okay, you know, here's my, you know, I'll make these off the top of my head. So they're probably going to be bad, but you know, here's like one of the areas is that you have to, it's most important that you do uh, thorough cleaning and education. Okay. If that's like the number one piece, all right. So then what does success look like for that? That could be defined as Every patient who comes in goes through a complete history form um, format, and then also, you know, make sure that they're all questions are answered. What activities do you have to go like, right? So boom, 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 you can keep knocking it down. But if that's an area that's most important, and then that's step one is identifying what that is right. for each team member, right? So it's their direct reports working with each of the, uh, you know, individuals to making sure that, all right. Now we're on the same page. So Lamar, let's use you and I as an example. If I said, all right, Lamar, I'm expecting you to do these three things. And that's what success looks like in your role. And you yep. came back and said, Scott, I agree with two of those, but I actually have this other one and it don't, doesn't align with where you're at. So then we collaborate and we have a conversation. So I'm not thinking, well, hey, I created this key result area for Lamar. Now he's not even doing anything with it right now. So instead you're making sure you're on the same page and you agree, yep, this is right. Lamar signs his name, but right. then Lamar and I check in on a regular basis, at least once a month. We, have, we said, these are the most important things that you should be doing to be successful in your role. Are you meeting your expectations? Are you exceeding? Are you falling short? So you use that as a coaching opportunity too. Cause we talked about, you know, making sure that there's the control that they need to run a practice. And if yeah. you're, if team members either don't know what they're supposed to be doing, what's expected of them, or they're um, under delivering because again, they were never told this is what they're supposed to be doing. That's, that's not fair for anyone, right? That's not fair for the individual contributors. That's not fair for the owners because then they're setting themselves up for failure by not having that clear communication as well. Yeah. I think that's so, so vital just uh, yeah. based on understanding, you know, here are the expectations. Um, here's how we're going to measure it. And then I'll realign with those expectations based on what you're experiencing as well. And then I think the coaching piece is so, so important because, you know, you'll, I'm sure you'll see sometimes in businesses where they're not doing performance reviews as effectively or as, you know, frequently, or they're not doing them at all. So we just, yeah. you know, some businesses are just so, so, you know, they're operating at a high, high level and they're, and they're 
getting a lot of work, but what happens is they're not really helping their their team grow. Um, so I guess in closing, uh, what like give us some uh, background on like if someone wanted to reach out to you today, right? And they, because I think a lot of businesses need what you offer, right? Like they they need someone kind of helping them create the systems and structures, helping them get their control back, um, hiring, because I know you help with a lot of the, the hiring aspect as well, um, but also just helping their their teams to create the right expectations to be successful. How can someone contact you or either go through an assessment with you? Just kind of give us some insights on that. Yeah, great. So I'll, I'll share what my quick high level customer journey is, right? Since I hit on that from a marketing perspective, uh, first thing I do is, um, you know, we can reach out either, you know, website is scottgullickson.com, uh, LinkedIn, I'm trying to be semi-active on LinkedIn as well. Um, otherwise, email is scott at scottgullickson.com. Uh, believe it or not, scottgullickson.com was very inexpensive. Nobody wanted that uh, domain URL, so I <laughs> saved a ton of money on that one. But uh, but really, so what I do is first find out where they're at today. Just kind of do a discovery call to figure out where they're at, what's uh, what problems are they facing, what situations. Um, and truthfully, if it's, if it's something where, hey, I'm just struggling with this area here, there, if I've got a tool or I can talk them through something, I will say, go try this, implement this, see how that works, then come back. We can circle back because my one of my core values is a help first. And I truly mean that. So it's seeing if there's just a little issue we can tweak here, try that and run with it. And yeah. sometimes that's all it takes. And sometimes uh, sometimes there's there's more that we have to peel back the onion further. So then from there, right, next piece would be if they want to get up and running, we'd start start with our execute day where we set up the structure. Then the next day, about 45 days later is let's make sure we've got that vision clarified. Everyone's on um, alignment has consensus. And then let's make sure there's a plan in place with how you're going to get there. And then it's really every, every 90 days, right? We got to make sure we come up for air, take a look, reassess the situation, make some improvements to the business, get new focus on what the next quarter is going to look like, and then keep executing on that. Yeah. So yeah. that's overall what my process looks like. Uh, and again, it all just starts with a conversation. That's where are you sitting at today? And just finding out what's, the, what's, what's on their mind really. Yeah, no, that's awesome, Scott. And I appreciate you uh, sharing your expertise and uh, we'll also include um, your information in the show notes. Okay. Um, I'm Lamar again with uh, MedRank Interactive. Uh, this is the Healthcare Digital Marketing Podcast. This is Scott with Pinnacle Coaching. Um, really, if you need someone that can help you um, really just grow your practice or grow your business um, by looking at, you know, your systems and processes and getting your control back of, of why you started that business, um, please reach out to him. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Lamar.